Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gagillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at and slash hypergig with details. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From UFOs to psychic powers and government conspiracies, history is riddled with unexplained events. You can turn back now or learn the stuff they don't want you to know. Hello and welcome back to the show. My name is Noel. Our compatriot, Matt Frederick, is on another mission, but don't worry. As we said before, all will be revealed in time. We promise it'll be worth the wait. In the meantime, they call me Ben. We are joined with our super producer, Paul Mission Control Deckett. Most importantly, you are you. You are here. That makes this stuff they don't want you to know. Uh, As you are hearing this, it's 2019. Happy New Year. As we are recording this, we are on the precipice of 2018 which is old beans by now, right? For the precipice. Listening. I guess the precipice could be the end or the beginning of a thing, right? Sure, We're yeah. Sort of in that gray area. The liminal space. That's the one I was trying to get you. Yes, <laughs> yes. Ben, for the purposes of this episode, can I give Paul a slightly different nickname? Sure, please do. Paul the Nature Boy Deccant. All right, let's see. Um, Paul, do you approve of that? He smiled and nodded, like, and he was like, a very right. chipper smile. Well, maybe he'll throw in a woo on the sound cue. Uh, so the moniker Nature Boy is appropriate for today's episode because Matt and I were talking off air a while back and uh, Matt's a very passionate young man and he gets – he'll get captivated by these certain questions or these ideas and he asked me earlier about 
grocery stores, about what the experience when you're walking through a grocery store and let's say you're in the cereal aisle or something and you see something advertised as all natural or natural flavor. And uh, Ben, he said, what, what does that really mean? And I thought about it for a while and one day I was strolling through the aisle of our local grocery store. Being subtly mind controlled. Through our grocers, yeah. And uh, I noticed that it, it was one of those things that you cannot unsee. There are various wholesome phrases on everything from dish detergent to breakfast cereal. There are things like all natural or natural flavor. Okay, side note, hopefully that does not apply to dish detergent. But these phrases adorn all sorts of packaging and the implication here – obviously, is that these products are somehow inherently healthier and superior to the uh, run of the general mills, preservative-riddled, additive-laden junk food masquerading as healthy food stuff. Got it. So, but what does that mean exactly? What does natural or all-natural mean? To answer this, we have to introduce you to the FDA, if in fact this is your first time listening to the show. It's nice to meet you, FDA. You're doing good work. For the people. So what, what is the FDA, Noel? Well, Ben, I'm glad you asked. In the United States of these Americas, the Food and Drug Administration, uh, or the FDA, is responsible for maintaining a certain kind of quality control, let's call it, consistency. Um, they are responsible for food safety. And we've been through this in the past episodes where this at one point wasn't really a thing and you were sort of on your own back in the days of, you know, dealing directly with farms and there was really no oversight. So on one level, the FDA is a great idea and a great thing in theory. Some of those episodes include terrifying things you just ate um, and more. Um, and regardless how you may or may not feel about big government, by the way, we have the most adorable email come in today where someone said, it's really weird. Every time you guys do a quote, there's this strange sound that happens. Is everything okay? And Ben very kindly explained that that was our, our quotation sound effect. It's true. So uh, regardless how you feel about big government, almost everyone can agree uh, that something like the FDA is, as I said before, a fantastic idea on paper. Or at the very least, something like it is necessary to keep people from getting poisoned by the food. Yeah, at the very least, it's a necessary evil. In 1848, the very first national law concerned with regulating food uh, came out as a result of the Mexican-American War. And this law banned the importation of adulterated drugs. Food inspection, as you said, Noel, at the time was largely thought to be the duty of the consumer, not the duty of the government. So the the idea, you know, it may remind some of us of that old colloquialism, uh, buying a pig in a poke meaning that you buy or sell something without the buyer knowing its true nature or value. And for some people, you know, you can see the, um, the sort of common sense argument here. But that's not completely fair because if you're an average consumer, it's very difficult for you to parse all of the ingredients in a given thing. And this meant that in many cases, consumers were exposed to unsafe additives – counterfeit ingredients or deceptive packaging. And deceptive packaging uh, still happens today. You may have noticed over the years, if you are in your, let's say even your late 20s, you, you may have noticed that some boxes of certain products have gotten smaller 
where the bags within the boxes have gotten smaller, the price stayed the same, but you get less per ounce or in some cases uh, the the um, circumference of straws narrowed in fast food places or the bottom of cylindrical uh, containers was raised up and dented so that you are buying something that looks to be the same size but is not. Or possibly even the cup like tapers a little bit or something like that, right? Absolutely. And this is this is a tale as old as American time or a tale as old as food manufacturing time. But it used to run rampant back in the day. And the FDA was formed in large part due to a, a, a time when this practice exploded. It was called the era of adulteration. Consumers across the country began to panic over falsely labeled products. You would buy coffee to find that it was cut with tree bark and dandelion leaves, which stick out, by the way, when you're drinking a cup of coffee. You would buy sugar and say, hey, wait, is a third to half of this sand? Uh, You would find margarine that pretended to be butter. And on another show that we do called Ridiculous History, available now wherever you find your favorite podcast, uh, you can listen to – let's see, we have – we have a couple of episodes concerning this, right? Yeah. One of them in particular that came to mind was the one about vitamin donuts and the idea of enriched flour. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a very language-oriented one, which I think is what we're getting into with today's episode about mm-hmm. natural flavorings as a buzzword. Or all natural or 100 percent natural. All natural means nude. <laughs> yes. So check those out. The FDA came into effect through the Food, Drug, and Cosmetic Act, which was signed by Franklin Roosevelt on June 24, 1938. Fast forward to today. Here in this hour, modern age, 2018 as we record, 2019 as you listen, some estimates, many estimates report that 20 cents out of every dollar Americans spend goes toward a product under the regulation of the FDA. We're talking $1 trillion, T-R-I-L-L-I-L-L-I-L-L-I-L-L-I-L-L-I-L-L-I-L-L-I-L-L-I-L-L-I-L-L-I-L-L-I-L-L-I-L-L-I-L-L-I-L-L-I-L-L-
Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer? Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. Here's where it gets crazy. Great question. What's in a definition? Okay, first off, the FDA, here in the States at least, and, and international listeners, this does also apply to your home country. Uh, we're we're focusing on the U.S. because that's one of the ones that gets the most ink nowadays. First off, the FDA has spent a long, long time completely ignoring this issue or trying to matrix dodge it, a la Neo and the trilogy. In the early 1990s, the agency started working on a formal definition 
of the claim, of, of the phrase natural, all natural, 100% natural, all that slow jazz. But they backed off on account of what they called resource limitations and other agency priorities. Instead of a binding regulation, uh, thou shalt or thou shalt not, they released an advisory opinion saying that natural foods are those that lack, quote, artificial or synthetic additives. The agency kicked the can down the road again, <laughs> kicked the soup can, I guess, down the road again in 2007 in the middle of this furor and this huge debate over whether high fructose corn syrup was an artificial product or just another natural form of sugar. A representative for the FDA said, we're not sure how high of an issue this is for consumers. As in, we don't think they care, therefore we shouldn't worry about it? Kind of. That was they were and they were putting it on the consumers, right? Which is isn't that kind of not what they're supposed to do? It's similar. Are they supposed to look out for the consumers, right? It's similar to when Comcast started putting in data caps for all these internet users, and they say we talk to uh, consumers and they want more options, none of which are you know normal internet usage. That's right, um, and you know, uh, high fructose corn syrup does come from corn, right? That's true. And corn does grow in the ground. That's also true. Therefore, what what makes natural? That's the question here. That's my I, I want to know. I, I don't know. It's a prescient question, yeah. And it's a the high fructose corn syrup was something that was a, a subject of multiple debates here and multiple class action lawsuits as well. Snapple faced a lawsuit over high fructose corn syrup in 2010, and the FDA had another chance to tackle this issue, but they failed to offer any guidance to the courts. And they said consumers could read the ingredients off a package and decide for themselves whether those ingredients were natural. So again, despite the fact that the FDA was made to protect consumers from this sort of lack of clarity in, in food products, uh, we went back to you know pre-1906, pre-1938 rules and consumers were thought to be responsible for the oversight. They were buying the pigs in the poke. But – Despite this, despite the fact that they refused to make any lasting substantive judgment of this, the FDA does have a definition of natural. It's pretty, it's pretty weird. Uh, do you want to do the honors, though? Oh, why not? Here it is, straight from the, the agency's horse mouth. The essential oil, oleoaricin, hope I'm doing that justice, um, essence or extraction – protein, hydrolysate, distillate, or any product of roasting, heating, or enzymolysis, which contains the flavoring constituents derived from a spice, fruit, fruit juice, vegetable, or vegetable juice, edible yeast, herb, bark, bud, root, leaf, or similar plant material, meat, seafood, poultry, eggs, dairy products, or fermentation products thereof, it's very mellifluous kind of musical cadence here. Mm -hmm. Whose significant function in food is flavoring rather than nutritional. Huh. So other than sounding like a, uh, the beginning of a freestyle or uh, the, the prelude to an argument about campaign finance reform, this seems to be a pretty loosey-goosey open definition. The concept here is that – if it was derived from a food, a thing that people would eat, and it's added to something to give it some sort of flavor profile rather than, you know, um, 
a vitamin extracted added to a donut to make it um, ostensibly more uh, nutritious if it's primarily used from flavoring and it satisfies any of those above uh, listed origins, then it qualifies as natural and any other added flavor, stuff that does not fit this definition, would therefore be by default artificial. Side note though, any monosodium glutamate, aka MSG, aka amazing flavor Dust. Uh, dust. There we go. Uh, any MSG that's used to flavor foods has to be declared on the label as such. Both artificial and natural flavors are made by these people called flavorists in laboratories by blending either natural chemicals or synthetic chemicals to create different flavor profiles. But it gets pretty tricky pretty quickly because foods that should be vegetarian can include flavors that are derived from animals and foods can have flavors that outwardly have nothing to do with the food involved. So one example of this incongruity would be wine that includes traces of egg or fish. Doesn't sound particularly appetizing, but qualifies as natural or all natural. Interesting. What about gelatin? Don't they advertise gelatin as being like vegan or, or vegetarian? Sometimes, yeah, it will be because uh, gelatin in the past was made from boiling hooves of animals. But isn't it still made from pig skins in some way? In in a lot of ways, yeah. There yeah. are there. It depends on which kind you buy, right? That's fair. Uh, there are a few reasons that extra flavors might be added to foods. You can add it to replace a flavor that is removed during food processing or pasteurization. Like orange juice, for instance, often will have added flavor agents. Uh, they also can help food taste fresh even when it is very much not fresh. Again, see orange juice. They can create a smell that will entice someone to eat the product. Because we have to remember smell and taste are very, very closely related. That's right. So Cheetos, for instance, they smell like cheese even though there's <laughs> laughably little cheese in them. And flavor added flavors can create a more concentrated, short-lived flavor that gets addictive and leaves you wanting more, like uh, chewing gum. One of the worst examples of this would be zebra stripe gum. Do you remember that stuff? The fruit stripe gum. Yeah, fruit with the, stripe with the zebra on it. That was that was it. their guy. Yeah, yeah the uh, name was fruit stripe. That's right. That's right. I remember that stuff. Very lasted, weird one. Yeah, that stuff lasted for maybe like forty five seconds to a minute. That's right. And that one did an interesting thing that um, uh, some breakfast cereals do too, where it purports to be have like it's like all the flavors because it's got the stripes, uh -huh. but it's really just a single flavor, like Fruit Loops, for example. I recently discovered that apparently all the Fruit Loop colors taste the same. That's true. But because they look different and they're called different things in the marketing materials, your brain kind of fills in the gaps and makes it like, this one tastes more blue. <laughs> right. Hence like blueberries <laughs> or whatever. But it's all, it's all a, a elaborate ruse. And this also helps explain how you will find, it's very common in a lot of uh, flavored or, or fruit-inspired beverages where the color is the flavor, like Arctic blue. Exactly. What, what kind of fruit is that? Well, it, it, it tastes like ice, <laughs> which is flavorless, unless there's something wrong with the ice. Or uh, I've I've never had Mountain Dew, but Mountain Dew Code Red. Code Red. Was that is that a flavor? Yeah, I mean, it tastes like. That's really funny. You should say that. Actually, I, I kind of remember back in the day when that came out, people would be trying to put their finger on what it tastes like, and someone I remember hearing people say, "It just tastes red." <laughs> right. It kind of is like Hawaiian Punch. Okay, that makes sense. So. 
There's another, um, there's another take on this. We would be remiss if we didn't put in a positive spin here. A guy named Gary Renesius, a professor in the Department of Food Science and Nutrition at the University of Minnesota, says that the distinction between natural and artificial flavorings is more based on the source or the provenance of chemicals that are identical. In fact, he says artificial flavorings may be superior because they're simpler in composition. They're potentially safer because the only way they're made is in a lab with components that have already been tested for safety. And this also includes the factor of cost. So do you remember there was a long, long time ago, there was a Sean Connery film called The Medicine Man or something like that. Oh, sure. And uh-huh. in The Medicine Man, Sean Connery goes deep into the heart of the Amazon to try to find naturally occurring things that can later be used as uh, medicinal cures or treatments for various untreatable conditions. Flavorists do this. They go out in the wild and they try to find something that has this particular sweet profile or this unique, you know, umami to it or whatever. And that can be expensive because you're sending people out into often very remote areas. So you have to have a manufacturer go to great lengths to identify, find, and then um, process uh, a naturally occurring chemical. And this natural chemical can be identical to the version made in an organic chemist laboratory, but it's much more expensive to find the natural stuff versus the synthetic stuff. So that's one point in favor of, I almost said in flavor of, in favor of artificial flavoring. But the conundrum quickly becomes more complex. And we'll tell you, <laughs> we'll tell you how, how much more complex and bedeviling this can become after a brief word from our sponsor, who, man, I hope is Monsanto. Or maybe Fruit Stripe Gum. Or maybe Fruit Stripe Gum. We should write to them. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. 
How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. This episode is brought to you by Terminix. Terminix can't help you solve the world's biggest mysteries or take on alien life. At least not the ones you're thinking of. But they can help take care of pesky invaders in your home. Like the ants in your kitchen, the roaches under your sink, and the termites in the walls. Because when pests show up, so does Terminix. No matter what type of pest it is, they can Terminix it fast with personalized pest care that puts you in control. Their expertly trained technicians may not know true crime, but they know their local pest pressures. And with customized plans tailored to your specific situation, you get everything you need to not just get pests out, but keep them out for good. Between their speedy service, caring technicians, and over 95 years of experience, it's no mystery why they're trusted by homes and businesses everywhere. So if you have a pest problem, don't stress it. Terminix it. Visit Terminix.com to book your appointment online today. That's T-E-R-M-I-N-I-X.com to book online today. And we have returned. So, we said this gets a little bit more complex and a little bit more frustrating, and that is very, very true, especially when we encounter, we all knew this would come up at some point, especially when we encounter GMOs. But what is a GMO exactly? Well, Ben, GMO is one of my favorite things in the entire world, which is an acronym, and it stands for Genetically Modified Organisms. So these are plant or animal products that have been re-engineered in a laboratory um, with the DNA of various bacteria, viruses, or other plants and animals to it's, – it's, it's essentially just to help make more of them, yield, yield more crops. Right. OK. That makes sense. Make, make them uh, more likely to survive pests and pesticides. Yeah. Hardier. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fortified. There we go. There we go. Like a donut. And uh, this this has been a pretty controversial thing for a lot of people um, who who are concerned about the possibilities for long-term health effects and then also the possibilities for corporate corruption. One of the one of the big accusations that we heard when GMOs first hit the scene here in the States, or I should say first hit the airwaves, was the idea that large agricultural monopolies would breed certain seeds to be uh, terminating lines, meaning that they you, you could buy seeds enough for a season to make a seasonal crop, but those crops would be genetically modified to not produce more seeds. So then you would always have to go back to this company and buy seeds again each time you were uh, each time you were growing something to harvest. And then of course the other thing being that they would say there were not longitudinal studies. We don't know how this will affect our children, our children's children, and so on. About 90% of the corn, cotton, soybeans, and sugar beets that are grown here in the U.S. are in some way genetically altered. They're most often used in highly processed foods, crackers, cookies, cereals. But the question here is, uh, is about their nature. 
are they natural? Some people would say, well, absolutely. Some people would say, look at the corn that uh, – look at the evolution of corn. Look at the way Gregor Mendel studied genetics in pea plants. This is human intervention. We're changing the genetic expression of these of these organisms, right? Because that's what a plant is. But what I really appreciate about the definition you gave us, Noel, is that we're talking about inserting other uh, DNA from other organisms in here. We're not just evolving something, right? That's the primary. That's the primary objection, and that's why people start to debate. Not even whether or not GMOs are healthy. And right now, there's not really any compelling evidence that they're terrible for you, but they're debating whether or not these things are natural. And there have been multiple class action lawsuits concerning this uh, that originate in your local grocery store. Do you remember, Ben? Pepperidge Farm remembers. Pepperidge Farm remembers everything. I bet they remember 2012 especially. They sure do because that's when a Colorado woman sued the pants off of these Pepperidge farmers calling into question the naturalness of their goldfish crackers. You know what you know the goldfish uh, tagline is? What's the goldfish tagline? It's the snack that smiles back, mm-hmm. which I find morbid because it smiles back and then you immediately eat its face. It's kind of like the Piggly Wiggly mascot. That always really bothered me because that thing is a monster to pigs. Oh, it really is because it's a butcher, right? Right. It's a butcher. It's got a knife in its older in its older incarnations. It's straight up holding a knife. That's right. It reminds me of this painting I think you've seen, Ben, at a local uh, breakfast joint called Homegrown that's like a painting of a pig sort of dissecting its own midsection. I think it's obviously a nod to the Piggly Wiggly mascot. But yeah, so Pepperidge Farm got sued by a Colorado woman claiming that they – were in the wrong in saying that their goldfish snack crackers uh, were natural. Right, because the soybean oil used in the snacks is made from a genetically modified crop. And since those crops, quote, contain genes and or DNA that would not normally be in them, she concluded that goldfish are thus unnatural. And this is one that we want to we want to take to take to the streets of the internet. What do you all think, fellow conspiracy realists? Do you think that this means these goldfish should not be sold as natural or all natural? In California, there was something called Prop 37, Proposition 37, that would have enshrined this sort of labeling into law. Uh, but like the lawsuit, it didn't really go anywhere. The idea with Prop 37 was that all foods that contained what we would define as GMOs had to be labeled as such. And we got a lot of feedback on this a, a, a few years ago because we heard from a lot of folks on both sides, some people saying, well, there's no evidence that GMOs are bad for you. Therefore, it's alarmist to have these labeling things occur. But then a lot of people argued, well, if there's no evidence that you're bad for you, then what's wrong with being transparent about it? I tend to fall more on the latter side. You know, let people know. Well, it's interesting too, this conversation in general, uh, especially given some of the things that are happening with gene editing and CRISPR and this kind of, I don't know, rogue research, I guess, that's being done by this Chinese uh, scientist in editing uh, the DNA of um, twin girls. Were they mm-hmm. twins or were they just sisters? Uh, they were twins. Yeah, yeah twin girls um, to be resistant or immune to the HIV virus. And it's one of these things that we've been talking about. The debate here and the question is not whether the 
research itself is inherently harmful. Like, sure, make more crops. That's great. Let's have a hardier corn or whatever. Sure. But it's the long-term stuff that we don't necessarily – we can't really figure out instantly even in a study, right? That's true. That's true. The idea of uh, the longitudinal problem, right? Something that might be excellent. No, of course, it's very difficult to compare human experimentation and uh, plant experimentation. But what the concern holds, and it's a valid concern, is there something that would that we would alter in such a way that it appears enormously beneficial for one to two generations and then much later down the line, four to five generations, 10 to 12 generations, it turns out that we have painted ourselves into some horrific evolutionary corner? Possibly. Possibly. I'm not going to say probably, but possibly. And then there's the organic problem. Food manufacturers have a lot of stuff that's advertised as organic, um, but that probably doesn't mean what you think it means. But what it really comes down to is almost a philosophical point. The reason that the FDA has continually refused to clamp down on this deceptive practice and therefore the reason that so many food manufacturers are able to deceive the average consumer uh, and maybe make them buy something that's less healthy than they might originally have believed is because – we have a tough time defining natural. It's, it's, it's much more difficult than defining, say, purity. Purity is something you can define in scientific terms. Something is 95% substance A and then something else is 97% substance A. Well, that thing that's 97% is therefore 2% more pure. That's just a number that doesn't have an opinion. We're not remarking on the nature of existence, the future of humanity. I'm going to need everything I consume to be 3% more pure. 3%? That's your yeah, 2019 that's my, goal? That's my metric, yeah. Yeah, there you go, man. But isn't your point, Ben, that it's kind of arbitrary at that point with those low numbers? Well, it, w- w- more so that it's – at least in terms of purity, there's quantitative reasoning we can use. In terms of natural, we're verging into the realm of qualitative. So are GMOs natural? Because here's the thing, that uh, that new uh, chimera that has some DNA from another organism clipped into it, it's getting DNA from a natural source. We have not at this point just manufactured DNA, right? We're just mixtaping a little bit. We're, we're doing a little bit of a – we're doing a little bit of girl talk. Uh, mashup stuff with DNA. It's right? just us girls, right? Right, and uh, that, that those are fantastic tracks, by the way. Check them out if you get a chance. But that's the question: does does combining two natural things in a way that would not occur normally make it unnatural, even though the ingredients are natural? Is it natural to take chemicals derived from one plant or animal and then to transfer them to another food product? I mean, those are both natural things but they wouldn't occur in nature, right? So what, what do you think? The debate continues today. There's not a universally um, agreed upon answer. And the FDA announced that it was revising its rule on the term natural on food labels as recently as 2015, but it has yet to issue a final rule. It does currently bar the use of the term natural for products that contain added color, synthetic substances, and added synthetic flavors. This means for now, all natural and natural 
are not the pinned-down phrases that you can or should instantly trust. And, spoiler alert, it is probably going to remain this way for the immediate future because, as representatives of the FDA said, we don't think customers care, right? Who cares, right? They're fine. They're fine. Just leave them to their own devices. Yeah. Let me. I mean, you know what? Sometimes you accidentally eat some horse meat. Horses are natural. <laughs> you know what I named my horse in uh, Red Dead Redemption? What did you name your horse in Red Dead Redemption? Hergus Burgess. <laughs> Hergus Burgess. Why is that? I don't know. I think it was a, a meme that had like different um, like fast food chain signs with like absurdist language. <laughs> and one of them was like Wendy's Hergus Burgess or something like that. <laughs> Wendy's old fashioned Hergus Burgess. I would probably eat that. I would just to support the creativity. Unfortunately, the best way now for you and I and Paul, Nature Boy slash Mission Control Deccan, and you, fellow listener, to determine how a given manufacturer deems something natural, 100% natural, or all natural, is cartoonishly inconvenient. Get this. You have to contact them one by one directly and figure out what they actually mean by the phrase. In multiple cases, they will not agree with the definitions of another company, and in many cases, there may be something they don't want you to know. So, as always, check out that ingredient list. Uh, Don't be fooled by the, the big bold print on the front of a box. Check the fine print on the back. Check where it's hidden. And if you genuinely have some suspicion... If you genuinely think, well, something sounds a little bit off about this strawberry jam-flavored beef jerky or what Mm, have you. That sounds good. Right? I think people would try it. Uh, Then you can contact them directly. Speaking of contacting people directly, we hope that your 2019 is off to an astonishing start. Uh, You can talk to us directly as well as your fellow listeners. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We highly recommend stopping by our community page. Here's where it gets crazy when you can talk to some of our favorite people on this planet and others, your fellow listeners. And if you don't want to do any of that stuff, which you should. Shame on you if you don't. No, we don't shame people for anything on this show. Um, we support you if you don't. You can send us a good old-fashioned email. We are conspiracy at howstuffworks.com. up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirks Bentley, Janet Jackson, Megan Trainer, Peso Pluma, Sean Paul, Sum 41, and many more. For way less. Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long. For just $25. $25 each. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now.